Thanks for joining us here on Brit David Podcast. For the conclusion of Pastor Tim's message, I am coming quickly. From Revelation 22, 7, 12, and 20. We look for and we long for the return of Christ. As we turn to the final page of the Bible, we discover that he said he would come quickly. We also hear the Holy Spirit say, come. And we hear the church say to him, come. And the one who hears and the one who thirsts and the one who desires all bid him to come. The question becomes, are you ready? Like we used to play as children, ready or not, here he comes. Here's Pastor Tim. We are to heed the call to action. Number two, we have the chance at awards. The chance at awards. Look, if you will, down to verse number 12. In verse number 12, you find those same words, and behold, I am coming quickly. But this time, it's not an exclamation. It's not simply Jesus saying, I'm coming quickly. Instead, he's got more that he wants to say about that. It's simply the beginning of a whole sentence. The sentence is completed there in verse number 12, and this is what we hear Jesus saying. And behold, I am coming quickly, and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. The word that Jesus uses for reward is a word that's based on our word wages. It simply means pay for work that is done. Sometimes that word is used in a positive tone, like an honest day's wage for an honest day's work. When you're paid for or rewarded for doing something that you should do. But that word's also used negatively to describe punishment that's to come for those who do wrong, who do evil, who don't do the things that they are supposed to do. Peter uses that same word when he talks about the reward of unrighteousness. And then he talks about the wages of unrighteousness. You see, the emphasis in that particular phrase is on individual judgment. He says, my reward is with me to give to everyone, what? According to his work. So that reward, that award, may be something that's positive. It may be something that's negative. Everybody's not going to look at the book of Revelation and find happiness there. There are going to be some cost to some of those people. But this individual judgment, he's saying, listen, if you reject me, then it's payback for you. But if you will follow me, if you will obey me, if you will do the things that you're called to do, then there is an award, a reward that you indeed will receive. If you're a believer following after Jesus, then know that one of these days you will stand before the judgment seat of Christ, called the Bema seat. And the Bible says that He will measure out all of your works. Some of your works will be like Gold and silver and precious stones. And when he judges them, they'll be refined. But some of our work is so idle, isn't it? 
It's so useless. It's like wood and hay and straw. And it goes through judgment, and the Bible says that it's simply burned up. What you have received and the applause that you've gotten here is all that you'll ever receive for those things. You'll suffer loss at the end of time. But for those who live accordingly, according to His Word, the Bible says that He will give them an award, a reward that is bigger than anything that they could ever imagine. It makes me think of the, uh, of the dad in a Christmas story. You remember? It's a major award. <laughs> he says, it's a major award when I get this. It is a major award. And it's sure not some leg lamp, that's for sure. Instead, the Bible says that he gives us crowns. Now listen, in the Bible there are two different words for crowns. One is the diadem crown. The diadem crown is the one that is worn by the king. It is the one that is based on worth. Because you are worthy, that person gets to wear that crown. Guess who wears the diadem crown? Jesus wears the diadem crown. God wears the diadem crown. He is worthy. I don't get a diadem crown. I'm not worthy to, to, to wear that. Instead, the Bible says that he gives to us Stephanos crowns. A Stephanos crown is like in their athletic games when the winner would stand before that Bema seat. And that person seated there would hand to them laurels that they could wear. Those awards and rewards, the crowns that they would receive simply for winning. That's what you're after. That's what you can expect. When you live life according to what God has said that you should live, in the way and the manner in which you should live it, depending on the resources that He has given you to live that life, then you're a winner. A winner. And the winner gets the crown, gets the Stephanos crown. And the Bible speaks of five different crowns that you may win. The imperishable crown. The crown of rejoicing. The crown of righteousness. The crown of glory. The crown of life. You may win one. You may win them all. But He will give you those crowns. And what are you going to do with them? <laughs> the, very, the, very, the very best thing that you'll have in heaven are those crowns. The only thing that, it, that will be in your possession that's worthy of anything are those crowns that have said, I have, I have won. And it's that which I have that means the most that I give right back to Him. I lay those crowns back at His feet because I begin to recognize the winning is not because I'm so good. The winning that I've accomplished is, is not because of my athleticism or popularity or any of those things that are mine. I've only won those crowns because He's living His life through me. If I've yielded to Him my very life, then I will surely yield to Him the crowns that are those rewards, those awards, if you will. 
Those crowns will be meaningful to us, though, nonetheless. You know, (laughs) Sean, you put way too much work into the music that you choose for us for this to ever happen to you. But I did hear (laughs) about a minister of music who dug way deep into the old hymnal book and had his congregation sing this. Will there be any stars, any stars in my crown, when at evening the sun goeth down, when I wake with the blessed in those mansions of rest, will there be any stars in my crown? And he followed that up by having them sing, no, not one, no, not one. (laughs) I feel like that sometimes. No, not one, not even one. Listen, Jesus' soon return reminds me that I have a call to action. It reminds me that there is a chance at awards. I don't want to live a life of obedience simply to get what I can get out of it for me, but to live to the glory of God in knowing, however, that His rewards are simply His to give. That leads us then to verse number 20. Number three, we hear the chorus of affirmations. We hear the chorus of affirmations. Choruses are a familiar theme within the book of Revelation. And it's amazing to me, you, 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 you feel that and sense that even in our own worship services, that singing is contagious, that those tunes and the lyrics are contagious for us. You get a song that gets stuck in your head and you just can't get rid of it. Revelation is like that. It's as if one chorus of God's glory leads to another as you go through. For example, in chapter number 4, the four living creatures, the Bible says day and night they sing, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and who is and who is to come. And just three verses later, the 24 elders They cast their crowns at the throne and at the feet of Jesus and they sing, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are and were created. In the very next chapter, in chapter number 5, the four living creatures and the 24 elders together sing a new song, the Bible says. And it goes like this, You are worthy to take the scroll And to open its seals, for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation and have made us kings and priests to our God and we shall reign on the earth. Just two verses later, the angels join in with that very same chorus creating, the Bible says, a choir of 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands upon thousands. This is what they sing together. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And if you think that's good, the very next verse has everybody in all of God's creation singing the same thing, blessing and honor and glory and power be to Him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb forever and forever. That's just chapters 4 and 5. You see the same thing in chapter 6 and 7 and 11 and 12 and 14 and 15 and 16 and 18 and 19. And then we get to verse number, or chapter number 22. 
And we find this chorus of yeses. Jesus continues to say, I am coming quickly. I am coming quickly. And then the third time he says, I am coming quickly. And we hear this chorus all around saying, Yes! Come quickly, Lord. Come quickly. Skip back with me, if you will, up to verse number 17. Verse number 17, the Spirit and the bride say, Come. This is the Holy Spirit of God who always points people to Jesus, who agrees with Jesus Himself as He speaks that. And it's as if Jesus says, I am coming quickly. And the Spirit says, yes, you need to come. But it's not just the Spirit. He says it is the bride. Who is that? That's the church. That's us. The church of the living God. Here's Jesus, the one that they have been celebrating and worshiping for all of these years. Say, I am coming quickly. And the church says, yes, come Lord Jesus. They continue to come. Keep reading with me. He says, and let him who hears say come. And let him who thirst come. Whoever desires, let him take of the water of life freely. And then we get to hear the most important testimony of them all. That's what you find in verse number 20. It says, He who testifies to these things. At first glance, I think he's talking about John. But it's not John he's talking about, is it? Who is the one testifying now? It's Jesus. It's Jesus himself. As if, as if he himself gets caught up in all of that. And he says, surely I am coming quickly. As if he needs to remind them, not only am I coming quickly, but you can count on it. The Spirit says, come. The bride says, come. Those who thirst say, come. Everybody says, come, Lord Jesus. And Jesus says, surely I am coming quickly. And then there's John. John the Apostle. The last within this chorus of affirmations who suddenly just cannot take it himself. And John says, Amen! Amen! Let it be, Lord! Let it happen! And then for all of his readers who don't understand what the word amen means, he, he explains it. Even so, come Lord Jesus. Even so, come Lord Jesus. So when the church of God at Brit David is gathered today on the Lord's day in the Spirit, in the presence of the Spirit of God, being reminded that Jesus is coming again. This church adds its voice to the chorus and says, even so, come Lord Jesus. Let it be. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we know and we believe that You are indeed coming again. We're grateful for that. My goodness, the things that we see in this world make us long for heaven all the more.
But it's not our escape. It's not our escape from these circumstances that we long for. It's to see you. In your very presence. In your visible glory. To see you. The one who died for me. The one who defeated death at the resurrection. The one who has come simply to gather me to yourself. So that I might dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I want you to come, Lord Jesus. But also know that there are That there are those who don't know you. That for them this will not be a happy return. I know that it's not the world's condition that keeps you held to your place there at the right hand of the throne of the Father. But it's the millions who don't know you. Lord Jesus, send your Spirit to this place right now. That He might bring conviction upon every person who does not genuinely know you. No more playing games. No more pretending but to yield our lives to You, the great God who is worthy. And Jesus, on the authority of Your own Word, I pray that You would save them today. Bless us with Your work that only You can do in these moments in our hearts. In Jesus' name, Amen. Let's stand where we are. If you need to come, you can come to me. You can come to the altar. Whatever you need to do today, let's do it. Pastor Tim thanks you for joining us today here on Brit David Podcast. Pastor Tim would love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. That address is churchoffice at britdavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Brit David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Brit David Podcast.